hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. As we wrap up the week this week, we're going to go back to the book of John. And uh, earlier in the week, we were in John chapter 3 and we are talking about Nicodemus. But in John chapter 4, we have another person. Oh, it's my favorite story in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, at least my favorite one chapter story in the Bible. It's the story that we call the Samaritan woman. Right. You know, she lives in Samaria. She's an idolater. Uh, there's a history there where the people in Samaria, um, they adopted kind of the worship of Jehovah, but they also adopted idolatry. And so Jewish people wanted nothing to do with Samaritans. Mm. So there were a couple of surprises I wanted to point out in John chapter 4. And I hope you'll get your Bible and read through this whole chapter because there's a lot there. And we're not going to read through all of it. Um, but when we, um, let, let's just back up to verse, um, oh, let's see, verse 4. And it's talking about Jesus. Jesus had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. And so here's the phrase, the woman was surprised. For Jesus refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. So this was a big surprise that he would even talk to her. Well, it was surprising on several levels. I mean, first of all, Jews avoided Samaria. Uh, they would go around Samaria. If they were going to Galilee, they would they'd go around it. I've always joked through the years, the newspapers know this joke. It's, it's all by this time. I always said, suppose that Judea is Texas and Kansas is Galilee and Samaria is Oklahoma. <laughs> I would say the Jews would go through Arkansas. <laughs> if to go they, around Samaria. To go around, yeah. go, go around Samaria. I always get complaints about people from Oklahoma when I say mm -hmm. that. So Oklahoma is a beautiful state. I kind of don't say that yeah. very much yeah. anymore. But really, the Jews would have nothing to do with Samaritans. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, it was uncommon for a man to address a woman in that right. culture. So for <laughs> the Samaritan woman, was like, there's two strikes against this well, conversation. And, and, and apparently... Even the women of that village don't really want to talk to this woman. That's why she's going. Yeah. Time. Well, I mean, again, it, she's got a past. And, mm -hmm. and she's an outcast from there. Well, we will know society. from later. Jesus will tell us that she's been married five times and sleeping with a man who won't give her his name. And the women would go to get water in the morning or the evening when it was cool. Mm -hmm. And they, it was a social time. It was a time mm -hmm. of, you know, catching up and sharing stories and and talking about all kinds of things. Well, she didn't want to go then because if she saw them talking, she would know what they were talking about. They were talking about her. her. Mm -hmm. So she goes to the heat of the day, and it was it's a very hot climate. She's just avoiding. Yeah. So in her avoiding the the people of her village and all the all the garbage, all the baggage that she has in her life, she goes at this unlikely time, and yet she has a divine appointment she doesn't even know about. Well, she does, and of course, the, my problem with Noah's window, I've had all this preaching for years, and, <laughs> and so I wind up wanting to talk a whole lot about this, but. Just get this picture in your mind. There's nobody at the well. I mean, at let's just say at 11.30, there's nobody at the well mm -hmm. because people just didn't go to the well in the heat of the day. And so this woman is going, she's used to going out every day. She has to go get water. It's just part of the drudgery of life. She doesn't expect anything out of life. She's just marking time until she dies. It's just a matter of keeping the rent coming in and food on the table. It's just part of her life. Every day she's going to go out to the well. There's not going to be anybody there. She's going to get her water. She's going to come back. You know, it's the it's the 
Boulevard of Broken Dreams. And so Jesus really surprises her because not only does he speak to her, but he asks her for something. Well, she, all of a sudden she looks up and there's somebody at the well, and it's a guy. And so I just get into her head a little bit, and it's like, I'm going to go there. I'm going to ignore him. He's going to ignore me. I'm going to get my water. And she recognizes he's a Jew. He, she recognizes he's a Jew. And I'm going to get my water and go back, and I'm just going to act like he doesn't exist. But then Jesus, of course, is not going to let us stay there because we understand the reason why Jesus told the disciples he had to go through Samaria was her. Mm. And so he asked her for a drink of water, which that really surprised her too. Like, first of all, she's like, but why are you talking to me? We don't talk to each other. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think the way I preach this through the years, the Samaritan woman said, did your mother teach you anything? <laughs> <laughs> and then Jesus tries to explain to her. He says, you know, if you just knew who you were talking to, you would actually be uh, yeah. asking oh, me Oh, there's one water. more line in there that I just love. He said, mm -hmm. if you knew who I was talking, who you were talking to, and the gift oh, that I yes. have for you, you would have asked me, and I would have given you living water. Mm. And so she's thinking physical water, like, wow, if I could just have water, then I don't have to come back out here yeah. at noon every day. I'll take some of that. Well, I, she was just surprised by a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, nothing that Jesus told her made sense, and yet I think she's blown away that he's he's concerned about her and that he's offered her something and so she you know she looks at him and, and, and who is was beautiful the Samaritan woman is like the last person in the world we would expect mm -hmm. to have a relationship with God Nicodemus is like the first person in the world mm -hmm. we would expect to have a relationship with God and yet when they react to Jesus they react with the same mental constructs Jesus said to Nicodemus, you have to be born again. Nicodemus said, can I go back into my mother's womb and be born? He's like, I don't understand this in natural terms. The Samaritan woman did the very same thing. She said, sir, how are you going to give me this water? You don't have anything to draw with, and the well is deep. You know, So the smartest religious leader in Israel and the last person in the world we would think about, the Samaritan woman, they had the same reaction to Jesus, trying to figure out, the great spiritual gift Jesus wanted to give in physical material Which takes terms. me back to thinking about this new series you're about to do because we're so caught up in the physical, natural world that we live in yeah. that we don't really listen well when God is telling us it's, it's not the natural. This is the supernatural. Yeah, even going back to the tornado that we talked about on Monday, I mean, I've had you know, people from Andover talk about just the trek that the tornado uh, took and what happened and how people were protected and, and I had a person from Andover in my office this morning that said you know the angels of God were very busy well mm -hmm. we yeah. don't see the angels but they're there they're it's, there. it's part of That's God's right. supernatural work working there so um, when she's and she switches she tries to change the subject what do they say today it's like pivot Okay, yeah. so people, let me talk, you don't, you don't understand, I know we have a different religion here, so yeah. let's talk about the different religion thing. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, you want to talk about religion? religion. Yeah. yeah, you know, what you, you Jews say you have to worship in J Jerusalem, and, and we Samaritans, we, we have a different belief system, you know? Mm -hmm. You have your truth, You have, have your truth, truth, I have my truth. And, and Jesus said, well, believe me, the time is coming, and it's now when those who worship the Father must worship Him in spirit and in truth, neither in Jerusalem or in this mountain. And at that point, she's completely off balance. You know? mm. and, and so, you know, the Lord is, and, and this is what's beautiful, and if I gotta be careful, I'll start preaching a whole sermon here. Um, what Jesus was telling her with this living water metaphor, think about this, He was saying to her, I can give you a life. That's what you mm. don't have. You mm. don't have a life. You feel like your life is over. Jesus, and this is to every person, Jesus says to every person, I can give you a life. And then when Jesus sends her to get her husband. Well, because, you know, you know, she's, uh, she, she gets to a place where she says, sir, give me this water. Mm -hmm. And that's why, ah, this is a whole, uh, I'm going to raise a, open a can of worms here. 
there have been times when I've been talking to somebody about salvation and they're ready to pray, but I know they don't completely understand mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. I don't, none of us really ever completely understand. Right. But it's like they're ready to say yes, but they're not sure what they're saying yes to. Right. Right. So, you know, she says, sir, give me this water so that I don't ever have to come back to this well. She's still mm -hmm. thinking in, in physical, physical things. terms. Yeah. So Jesus says, go call your husband. She said, well, I don't have a husband. That's a very safe answer. Maybe mm -hmm. he died, mm -hmm. you know. You know, yeah. maybe she never got married. So she just said, I don't have a husband. And Jesus said, you're right. You've had five and the one you're with now is not yours. And that's when she said, you know, I perceive you're a prophet. Well, he would have to be because who else would know who else her? Would know that I mean, he's a Jew. Yeah. He's not from anywhere around there. And so at this point, she knows there's something deeper here than just. This water. is one of those places, Mary Alice, where I slip in between the lines of the text. Mm -hmm. And I see something that really stands out to me. I really think at this point, maybe she's beginning to grasp once he's already offered her a gift, living water. And later he tells her he knows her past. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just love this because at some point it had to dawn on her. He knows my past mm -hmm. and he still has a gift for me. And how many times have we heard that from people that come to New Spring? Yeah. Like if only if only you knew, really knew me, yeah. but God really knows you. Yeah, and he still offers you this free gift. That's one of the reasons I love this story so much. Mm. Because that's true for all of us. He knows our past, but he still has a gift. So if you go and, and read the story, and you and you may already know, but she, she received that gift. And not only that, but she ran to tell everybody right. about who, who this man is that knows everything about me. And that really was what grasped her heart. Yeah. that he knew her and yet he still offered her this and then we have the disciples coming yeah on top of that now now she was surprised the woman was surprised uh, verse 9 tells us when you get down to verse 27 there was another surprise in fact when the disciples came back because they'd gone in to find some food and they came back they were shocked to find him talking to a woman but none of them had the nerve to ask you find that in verse 27 yes so um Talk to us about that a little bit. Why were they so shocked? <laughs> well, I, I do think that the disciples here kind of represent, dare I say it, a sort of traditional Christianity. Mm -hmm. uh, the disciples believed in evangelism in theory. Right. They just weren't sure. <laughs> they wanted Samaritans to get saved. Right. You know, and so when they come back and they see Jesus talking to her, it's like we don't we don't get this. And and I don't want to go off on a tangent, but unfortunately, there are a lot of churches today that will talk about evangelism. They may even be for world missions, you know, taking for evangelism taking place somewhere across. Where I don't have to see where it. I don't have to see yeah. it. Way but it's there. something else, you know, if it's if it's in my church. Mm -hmm. And of course, at New Spring, that's just who we are. We're not. We, we we we're thankful God saved us, and we're so thankful when anyone gets saved, and we want to be a blessing to everybody. But the disciples kind of have that traditional Christian mindset thankfully that changed mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. because in time we will read in the book of acts which that's is your right. next that's book that's right yeah. in book by book yeah that's right we're that gonna do the philip who would have been there that day mm -hmm. went to samaria and mm -hmm. preached a great revival the bible says there was great joy in that city mm -hmm. i have always believed and we'll get to heaven i'll find out I've always believed that that revival was started by the Samaritan woman in the mm. day that Jesus was there. Mm. And I just sort of see Philip preaching, and I don't know what her name was. Let's say her name was Sarah. You know, I can see Philip, you know, in this evangelistic crusade in, in Samaria saying, I'm going to bring a message in just a moment, but Sarah, come it share what Jesus did at your <laughs> that's life. Right, that's right. Um, and how powerful that would be. And yeah. that is what we're hearing at New Spring every time there's a baptism testimony. That's right. Every, that's, sharing your story is the most powerful thing you can do when you're um, wanting to bring other people to Jesus. It's just sharing what Jesus has done in your life. That's right. So, 
couple of surprises we talked about today. There was the woman was surprised, the disciples were shocked, and, and yet Jesus worked in her life and in their life. Well, I think there's a series I preached, I don't know, that was 10 years ago on grace. Mm -hmm. And one of the one of the sermons was surprising grace, mm -hmm. and I think we we may have looked at this particular story. Mm -hmm. But grace is always surprising. That's true, and and that's that is the essence of grace is because it's not deserved. Yeah, we, we see this in, in Ephesians three. The Bible says, you know, He's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we ask or think. And it's all, His mm -hmm. grace is always surprising us. I mean, mm -hmm. whether it's saving grace when we get saved, or if it's the grace that we need every day. Mm -hmm. And, and I love you that you made that point because all of us have challenges that we ha are facing um, that are very real today or this week or this month or this year. And yet the gift that the Lord has for us, it, it's not excluding those challenges, but it's so much bigger yeah. than the challenges that we're facing. I, and I do believe that our faith grows as we walk watch him work. Well, the Bible says we day. go from faith to faith. That's right. We go from strength to strength. Mm -hmm. And in first, in, in the Gospel of John, John said it's grace upon grace, mm. you know, and he just continues to unfold his grace. And the Bible tells us he'll keep unfolding it throughout eternity. Absolutely. I mean, after we've been in heaven 10 million years, the Lord will say, you think that was something? Look at this. <laughs> There's just no end to what he has for us and how much he loves us. We can't really fathom his love for us. And isn't that wonderful? that um, we know that's true. It's hard to wrap our mind around, but we know it's true. So wherever you're, um, you are in your spiritual journey today, I just pray that that'll be a blessing to you. And, um, and just know that if you haven't already uh, had that divine appointment with Jesus, he, he has you on his calendar and he's pursuing you with his love. And um, I hope that that, will, that that will be a truth that will be very real in your life. And if you're a cross follower, that doesn't mean those divine appointments go away. No. Every day we're Every growing day. in that relationship, That's right. and uh, and we're privileged if we're God's child to be part of what He's doing. We are indeed. It's been great to be with you this week. Don't forget that tomorrow night we start our Mother's Day services on so Saturday mm -hmm. night at four o'clock, and then all day on Sunday. It's going to be really tremendous. So it's great to invite friends to be here. I hope you can uh, worship with your mom if possible. Uh, there are some special things for moms. There, there are. Yeah. Marialysis and my moms are both in heaven. We miss them, mm -hmm. but uh, we know that we'll see them again. But it's going to be a very special weekend at, at New Spring. It, it's uh, Mom's Day, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to be bringing a talk that's really the introduction to a series that will start in two weeks. It's, the sermon is called A Whole New Way of Living, so it's going to be great. Marialysis, would you pray for us today? Let's have prayer. Father, thank you so much for all the divine appointments that you um, Thank you for pursuing us with your love and for um, setting up those encounters so that we can come to know you. Thank you that you know us uh, more fully than anyone. In fact, you know us more fully than we know ourselves, and yet you still love us and you still um, given your life to save us. And we just pray that you would um, be with each and every person that's watching or listening to Noah's window today, that um, they would have that relationship with you, that they would um, understand how much you love them and reach out for that free gift that you provided. And um, thank you for the future that we have to look forward to. I pray that you be with each and every family and whatever challenges they're facing right now, I just pray that you would provide, um, that you continue to heal uh, the difficulties that have come as a result of this storm, but there's so many other difficulties as well. And Father, we're just so thankful that you're a very big God and that you're up to the challenge. And I pray that you continue to use us to be a blessing to those that are hurting. We'll give you all the glory and the honor and the praise. And please bless the services this weekend that you'll be glorified and honored. Maybe there will be um, family members that will come that will hear the gospel 
and that this will be a, a week of eternal change. And we're going to give you the glory and the praise. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us on Noah's Window this week. God willing, we'll be back next week. Mary Alice, looking forward to a wonderful weekend in New Spring. Yes, we are. Don't miss Mother's Day. That's it's right. going to be wonderful. So we'll look forward to seeing you again here on Noah's Window next week. God bless. God Take bless care. You.